what it do, what it is, what's good, what is popping. I go by the name Moody, and we are back for another episode of Moody's Points. That's right, we're back. I just dropped episode two today. You know, so um, go out there and check it out. We also dropped uh, Black Guys Talking About Wrestling. We dropped another episode as well. I'm on there. Your BGTW television champion went on there and spit a few, um, spit some knowledge for them, for my um, for my homies over there. So check out the episode as well. But today, this time we have we have another guest on the show. We have another guest. Uh, just like my yeah, we got another guest. He's gonna tell you guys what he's been up to, what he's working on. The hard worker, one of my homies from back in the Indianapolis Marriott days, one of my good friends. So we're going to talk to him. He's going to tell you about what he got going on music-wise. Yeah, we're just going to chop it up, see what's good. So uh, stay tuned for that, and we will be back. Okay, so we are back. I have, like I said before, I have a guest on the show, and I'm going to have him... you know, talk to the people. Well, but no, well, I'm gonna just introduce them. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want you guys to meet my next guest. Tell them, tell them who you are, man. Tell them who you are. It's your lean chief, the great chief Hine. Yes, yes, yes. Pleasure. Thanks for being on the show, you lean. No problem. What's, man. What you been up to, bro? What you been up to, dog? I've been on a lot, man. Just making sure my whole crew is moving forward. Mm-hmm into the direction that they want to move yeah which is going to build us all so uh yeah man lately it's always been music mm. i'm always interested in sports mm-hmm. and uh a little bit of fashion here and there fashion here and there uh you got well i've, I've noticed you got your you got a clothing line too as well that you got going on that you're trying to uh, get it, get up and popping yeah um i had started a clothing line when i was younger uh, back in high school because that was like the way to get my money because I didn't want to go to an actual job and get go to work yeah so I was selling my music and my merch so mm-hmm. that was like my thing I started a clothing line outside we stand eternally but uh, that came to an end with my uh, my co-partners and co-founders so I started a, another merch which yeah. is Chief Hine, which Chief Hine is off of my YouTube series I did. I was just, uh, you know, answering questions on Ask FM, you know, and making funny videos about it. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where Chief Hine came from. Okay. It's, so, when I first heard, well, I seen Chief, so I, I originally I thought, you know, Chief Hine, I kind of was saying, like, Chiefing, you know what I'm saying? Because you, okay. you got with the whole Chief and Chief, yeah. all that shit. That's why originally I thought the name was. A lot of people say that too. Yeah, they, they think it's like off of smoking and all that. But um, I like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Gohan was one of my favorite Dragon Ball Z characters, and um, Chief was my rap name. Um, I got a Chief tattooed on me. Uh, yeah. My granddaddy is full blood Indian, so it's like mm-hmm. that's what. That inspiration came from making my rap name. Uh, I had a whole bunch of names before that: Superfly YC, Young Champ YC. Mm-hmm. You know, but okay. YC was my thing, and 
and everybody called me YC, but Yelene Chief was a name that I really wanted to go by. So that's why I was like, you know, yeah, that's a good name for me. I see you, though. I see you. And uh, if, in case you guys don't uh, know, me and Lean, we I've been on. You Lean got a podcast out. It's called Midwest Rip. It's a pretty popular show. You guys should go tune in. Tell them about that. I actually, I'm on a couple episodes. I've been on a few episodes here and there. So you know, actually, it's funny because he act. If I, so I really want. I'm trying to get the podcast game. Trying to get into the podcast game, and my first ever podcast I actually did was off the Midwest Rip. So. Um, that's I kind of I salute you for that because that's you know one of the reasons why I tried to start to do my own podcasting. I seen your shit, so I'm like, you know, I want to do what bro is doing. You feel me? Take my shit to the next level, just like you trying to do yours, right? I, I like that you you know you inspire me to keep going. You know, yeah. Uh, I started Midwest Rift like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I was just interviewing my brothers and my cousins, just like just saying just finding like dumb questions on the internet and ask them just to pick their brains after you know the the questions like what do you do who are you are and uh stuff like that so you know just making it more of like a show yeah um i brought it back with you know dealing with my co-workers because they have stories that they have told me but i'll be like i want to i want this story to reach more people than just me Mm -hmm. so you know i started a platform midwest riff is you know uh, artists and whoever whoever have good stories or good memories you know that people can relate to yeah and uh, actual talent I want raw talent on my show so you know that's what I I bring to my show you know everybody does something creative so I want to bring that to the light true 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 yeah I, I, yeah because uh, like I said some of my coworkers I've seen the episode. We had where we used to, the coworker we used to work with. It was pretty nice, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to get on that show too. They, they guy I wanted to get on it too. I got, I had, uh, you know. I'm glad I do, cause I like, I do like what you got going with the Midwest Rift, sir. I do. Um. So, tell us about your music. And so, how did you get into music? What made you want to produce beats and, you know, rap a lot? Tell me your inspirations. Who you. Who you listen to, who, you know, influenced you to step up in the rap game or be First one of the next big stars? Um, I started getting into music as um, around like eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, your mom got that clean up music cracking, you know. You listening to a whole bunch of people that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And one of the favorites out of those whole bunch of people was The Temptations. Well, yeah. So uh, we started watching movies and we started seeing the Temptation movie and that became one of our favorite movies. So mm-hmm. we started singing these songs on our instrument machine and my mom like, y'all should, you know, try to go ahead and record that. So she bought us a karaoke machine that year and uh, that's when we started doing mixtapes and, you know, uh, actually recording over instrumentals, playing the B side of the tape and then just going to put the microphone over the speaker and you know, you gotta wrap your verse through that whole yeah. <laughs> whole beat or you gotta redo it. You're not going back. Yeah. And even if you got a feature, you gotta hop in as soon as I get done. So those karaoke days really developed us into like, okay, we can make music and we start dealing with my uncle, uh, Hill Jack. Uh, he was into the music industry a little bit. Uh, he was an R&B singer. He was with a group 
and he wanted to start a, a label, so we we winged up under that, which was Hustle Hand E and T, uh, and he kind of he kind of set back on his uh his his planning with us. You know, he wanted to put his son out, so me and my brother got older, and we wanted wanted to do our own thing, so we started a uh, Space Jam E and T Black Jags, and uh, me and my brother Black Jags. And we've been creating ever since, man. We've been doing this since we was the age of nine. Like I said, uh, going outside and selling our music, that was like our job, man. So that's why the fashion came from, too. So it all comes back around. Yeah, I feel you, bro. Um, so did you, so like, I, I think a long time ago, you were doing, were you doing like show like Emerson Theater? You had some stuff like that going on too. Yeah. Cause um, I, I seen, I seen your Facebook and you, cause you got your, you got like a, um, a website and everything. I seen the Black Jag promotions you do and you know what I'm saying? All the other content on there. I do remember a long time ago you said you had a show at Emerson. How did that go? It was pretty smooth. Um, a lot of music was played and, uh, which was, which was needed to be heard, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because we haven't been performing, we've just been throwing shake showcases. Uh, we started doing showcases because we couldn't find places to perform. So we started renting out places like my uncle tattoo shop. Yeah. We rented that out for a night and sold out. Like we couldn't get no more people in the door. It was mm-hmm. that that much people in there. So and uh, we have footage of this on YouTube also, just to, you know. Show you how 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 that performances was going. I was DJing, performing, and you know, introducing new artists to the stage. So it was just like you yeah. know, I was trying to make that a good event, which with which it was. You know, everybody enjoyed itself. You know, and we had more showcases right after that. So mm-hmm. we got up to like five showcases, and we just start. You know moving into our own lanes everybody want to drop albums now and everybody want to mm-hmm. you know make music videos which we went into at first we were just more of producing music we wanted to make sure we had good songs that people want to listen to before yeah. we even you know put any effort into visual work or yeah promotion it's funny because now I, see back then i could see where that um i could see that method but it seems like, well, I know a couple of people now. It was just like the wave, you know. Um, yeah. We were just raised like that, you know, underground. You know, you got to sell your CD out of your car, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to be on your hustle and flow. Yeah, every, every gas station you go to, somebody was trying to put their shit in yeah, there. That's what, that's, how, that's what we was, bro. We was out. You don't get that a lot no more now. in the, the white neighborhoods, Mexican neighborhoods. Yeah. You get turned down a lot, but then you, you get those ones that be like, hey, I bought a CD last time, bro. Mm-hmm. I like that song, yeah. you know? And you you know, you feel proud of that because you, you actually made that song. Like me, I was always making my beat and my rhymes. So yeah. it was it was more, like even if you didn't like my rhymes, that beat was hard though. Like real. Because I do know there's a few artists out here in the game. Even, um... Locally, it's not a lot, but a few will make their beats and still spit too at the same time. Usually, you got these producers around the city mm-hmm. where all these artists try to get their beats. But I, I do think that's a good plus where you can make your own beat 
and you rap because there's a lot of artists in the game like I'm pretty sure Big Craig he knows he makes his own beats and um he, he rhymes a lot of inspiration for me too yeah like Big know. Craig Tyler creator he does you, you know Tyler's uh, you know Tyler was production. a big inspiration yeah especially that bastard album and uh, a lot of people don't know but Chuck English you know from the Cool Kids if if y'all know who those people are you know yeah actually I um. So I, I messed with this group called the Injury Reserve. By the way, rest in peace to uh, Stepa J. He died earlier, which well he was one one that was Injury Reserve, one of the big um like musicians, well groups I listened to, you feel me? My homie put me on. And when he died, that kind of fucked me up. But they had Chuck English actually on this song with them called uh it's called Whiplash. It's off um Live from the dinner's office. That's when I first found about Chuck English. He's actually pretty cool too. I fuck with him. Yeah. Yeah, I love this beat. I just like how original they sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. They sound like when you first download the program, you make that type of beat, but it, mm-hmm. it's actually slapping. Yeah. Like the FL Studio and that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Are you big with, with Are you big with samples? I I, I love samples. But, you know, you always got to get those clear. So it's, yeah, hard, it's hard to even try to sample something that you're really inspired by. Yeah. I feel you on that one. So you said, uh, you have any other influences that want you to, that want you, that you wanted to be like or made you want to rap? You know, come in and rap like, you know? Uh, know? yeah. Lil Wayne, man. Uh, oh. First hearing Lil Wayne, man, was in my uncle. He had his Chevy. And you know you, you have bangs in the back of the Chevy, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in the <laughs> sitting in the back seat, and all I hear is rattling and rattling, and I can't even hear nothing. Yeah. But then he turned on Little Wayne, and it just I don't know. That kind of just changed my whole mindset of like making music. Now was it Hot Boys Lil Wayne, or you just jumped straight into the Carter Lil Wayne? It's straight Carter One Lil okay, Wayne. Okay, I feel you. I had to go back and do the Suffix and all that. All those tapes and all, you know, yeah. just to do my research because, like, I knew Blang Blang and mm-hmm. it just wasn't hitting for me. Like, I, it was like good songs, you know what I mean? Nah, yeah, it was you. just like he wasn't my favorite. Well, yeah, because, like, during, well, it was Juvenile. You, for yeah, me. yeah, Juvenile, like, BG, you know, they were pretty much, you know, the ones that was put, well, not, I wouldn't yeah. say putting Hot Boys on the map, but, like, those were the motherfuckers. <laughs> the hot boys you knew about. Lil yeah. Wayne was just his kid coming up. You knew he was gonna be True. special, but Juvenile and BG was more of the focal point. And I even was outside running in Halloween with the soldier rags on with my little cousin Fat. We thinking we the hot boys. Yeah, that's you true. I mean? That's it was the hot boys for us. It wasn't Lil Wayne yet, but mm-hmm. once yeah. I heard Lil Wayne Carter one, mm-hmm. it was just through the ceiling. Like just you, you got to make music like this now. Yeah, dog. Yeah. And just always inspired me. Uh, Cassidy too. A lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, I was I was big on bars back then. It was just always gun bars. Yeah. That was my thing back then because I was watching a lot of battle rap and smack DVDs and yeah. I uh, do, watching yeah. Cassidy. See, I forgot. Cause people, a lot of people, well, some people do, but a lot of people, uh, they don't know Cassidy more of the battle rapper. And, like, I mean, until I can, he. I could say his whole battle rap. Verse free ray right now, <laughs> like yeah, word for word, cause now, that that showed me like you can compete with rhyming, yeah, and that's what I am. I'm a competitor, you know. I, I'm an athlete too, so it's like that's what 
what's a part of me. So once I seen Cassidy do that, mm-hmm. it was just like, man, and he do bars. Bars is what's, what's hard to write, you know. People, it's hard to catch sometimes, too. And it goes over a lot of people's head. But that shows me your creativity and your artistry. Yeah. See, we ain't gonna talk about the shit he did with Meek Mill. I think that was probably the downfall of Cassidy. Yeah. When I listen to Repo, I'm like, damn. And it's funny, because, like, if Meek Mill can do that shit against a nice quality battle rapper like Cassidy... And the strum on a beat like that and a diss track like that. Why the fuck did he shit the bed when he was doing the beef with Drake? I didn't understand that shit. You know, why? I wanted to, I wanted to tell people so bad. Don't worry, he's a battle rapper. It's it happens, like, but when it when it comes to everybody's vote, it's about the status. I can say Drake, Drake wrote Drake didn't write that rhyme that he just said to me. Yeah, I but I like Drake still. You know, it's still it's a, about the likability of a person. Mm-hmm. So. A lot more people might like Meek more than Cassidy in Philly, you know? Yeah. Cassidy probably didn't do nothing for Philly, but, you know, make a couple hits. He probably didn't feed nobody, you know? He mm-hmm. probably just did his own thing, which he probably couldn't do a lot because he with Swiss Beats and Full Surface and Rough Riders and where are they at right now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know... It's kind of, it's all about, you know, who who making it to the top or who's who's continuing their their status. I get you on that, bro. I get you. But uh, you know, he haven't really, you know, lost anything to me. Like he still has the bars. The bars still hit. Yeah. They just, you know, he still have that old swag. People might say words that we don't say nowadays, like swag. Everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Drip. Liddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I think that, that swag is the new... Well, Drip and Liddy is... Well, not Liddy, but Drip is the new swag. When you, yeah. when you hit 2010... People don't say that. You you feel... They make you feel lame by saying that old... The old terminology. Yeah, but at the same time, we do gotta... Like, if I came here fresh with a white tee and all that shit, bro... Yeah. Jabos... Yeah. You would be like, bro, you, you was fresh years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, but we got to let these little niggas in this generation know, this, without this era, you wouldn't have your drip and all this other shit you're doing. You feel me? That's why, I, like, I, I, like I told you earlier, I, uh, um, I, saw, the, I saw a meme or a, or a little thing on Facebook where it's saying that Soldier Boy is more of a rap legend than Nipsey Hussle. So when you say, well, see, here's the thing with that though, because as soon as you put, you try to put Soldier Boy's name together with Nipsey, yeah, people are gonna like get on your head. Yeah, but you those got are not two people that you can compete. But at the same time, I realized Nipsey's more of a a legend. Well, I wouldn't even say a legend, but more of a activist legend. Yeah, impact on the community. Now, rap wise, you might get maybe like I go, I'm not gonna cap. You probably gonna get more, maybe like forty percent. People actually say, yeah, I listen to everything Nipsey put out. Mm. I guarantee you, especially the generation now, I guarantee you, you're not going to get a lot of people be like, oh, I know like five, ten Nipsey Hustle song off the back. You're not. You're not. Don't lie. You're not. You feel me? Like, Nipsey was a good, he was a good artist. He was. I fuck with Nipsey. But even then, I can't say that I went and like, you know, I, I can't say I listen. I probably know like maybe five, ten Nipsey Hustle song off the back because 
The only thing I knew about was Victory Lap. Because, I mean, it did win a Grammy. But actually, also, before he died, it was a well-received album mm-hmm. that uh, was put out. But even then, I can't lie and say, yeah, the Nipsey uh, music-wise made a big impact because he was more on the community side, what he did for the community. You know how he wanted motherfuckers to have a narrow, straight head, narrow path to success, business-wise and everything. Business-wise, yeah. Now, when I talk about Soldier Boy, yes, without... I, I guarantee you. Half boy business-wise, too. Nah, for real. That's the other thing. Well, we always want to criticize his, his business wasn't the success story that Nipsey's was. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, he more was focused on the rap game. Because the songs he put out, like, Punk That Soldier Boy, Turn My Swag On, all them songs. Yeah, I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to mention that song. <laughs> I, I, I did, but yeah, that song too, bro. Hey. Speakers going hammer, better, better, like, Yeah, I say kiss me through the. I sound that because I just know that's one of the songs that ringtones was just out of this world. It got a lot of ringtone numbers with that song. So even Soldier Girl, which was a trash ass song in my opinion, <laughs> but even oh so- my god, yeah. <laughs> You gotta walk like this to be a soldier, oh girl. Now nah, you, you. <laughs> no, we don't talk about that shit. But songs like that, it paved the way, and now you got these niggas out here now with their styles. All of that had to set. Like, like I said, when we saw the Soldier Boy interview, where he's talking about drinking all the motherfuckers like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all them niggas got it from Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy started all that shit. We just don't give him the credit because it's just Soldier Boy's name. That's the problem. And that's why I said he's more, I wouldn't say maybe a legend, but he has uh, a part of hip-hop where we got to mention him if we go talk about this type of decade, well, last decade, and even right now, we start a new decade here of hip-hop. We got to talk about Soulja Boy. So even yeah. Lil B. Lil yeah, because me and my friend, in the last episode, we was talking about Lil, P's, uh, Lil B's impact for the niggas we see now. It's just the problem with that is Lil B the name and the shit he does, we ain't not gonna give him the credit just cause of the shit he do. But we not gonna give him the music. Yeah, the music might be trash and everything, but it's a certain style where he, um, it's a style that he took, that he started with, and what we got now is just a little bit more enhanced and more taken into a different direction. I guarantee you the shit that motherfucker we listen to now, Lil B was doing that. He was doing that back in like that pretty boy, that pretty, oh, that pretty nice. bitch shit, whatever fuck that shit was, you know what I'm saying? All that shit is what you can kind of get now here. So true. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Lil B did a lot of inspiration yeah. for these rappers now, mm-hmm. especially music video wise, and putting out content at that speed. Not real. Every song, every day it was like a new music video for Lil B. So, like, nowadays you see a song, it's a new song dropping every day. Yeah. See, that's the thing. A new song drop every day. They got to constantly shoot music videos. I think that's just the way you got to do it. Like you said back then, we nobody was really dropping music uh, well, music videos like that. It was just, I got my CD. I see you coming out the store. I'm going to want you to check it out. Shit like that. I don't think we can do that now. Well, probably most likely because streaming is taking over the world, but... Is we more digital? Like, if we want to get our song no more, we could use TikTok now. You see how rappers are getting big on TikTok. Yeah, dropping music videos, snippets. 
hearing little shit like that. We're just in the technology era now where we don't necessarily need hard copy CDs. You either check me out on SoundCloud or check me out on Instagram story, blah, 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 blah. They just got to promote the shit out of it, you know? So, I guess it only comes down to that promotion. Mm-hmm. But creatively, I feel like you should always do what you need or you you want to. Yeah. Shouldn't do something that will please a crowd or please someone else because that won't last long. If you do something that you creative, creatively inspired by, mm-hmm. that will mean so much to you than trying to put something out or forcing something. Okay. Um. So, um. Tell. So you got some projects out that you can give our our listeners uh something from to listen to. We got some projects or some yeah. Um, shit you got going on. Most of my music and most of my stuff content is on YouTube. Uh, just search Yelene Chief Chief Hine mm-hmm. or BLK Jags. Yeah. Um. But uh, I have a few. Tapes on Spotify and Apple Music, uh, which is Poppy Chulo. Mm-hmm. That was a great uh, EP. Um, and I just have a few singles that I just put out, like On Lane, Come Over, um, Little Freak. Um, you can go check those out. Those have been out for uh, about a year or two. So uh, I want to put out some new music, but I want to wait till I produce a, a tape. As a producer, yeah, and then I want to, you know, be able trying, to drop some more. Trying to be on your Metro Boomin type yeah. shit, you feel me? Which is a good. That's another good way. Really, I, I'm trying to do it more of like, you know, um, I want to be a mustard for an artist, mm-hmm. but still be. I don't know who does this. Like, be a mustard and still be a star at the same time. You know. Which we don't see it. Well, I would say Kanye, but Kanye wouldn't make a whole album beats. Album full of beats for someone else. I'd yeah, say he, he probably he, wouldn't. He has, actually. Who, like Jay-Z? Nah, he produced all of Pusha T's album. Pusha T. Daytona, yeah. yeah he did that. He did Nas. I would say he, he, I don't know. Travis might have done something. That Speed Dark Twisted Fan, Fantasy. I don't, I don't know. What but that was, that was a long time ago. I don't know. I don't even think Travis Scott that was, was... That's that's Travis Sound now. Yeah, because he got that from him. But, like, yeah, my beautiful... Do you feel like he got that from Kanye or he got Kanye got that from him? Oh, you know, Travis definitely got... Uh, all of Travis... What, Travis, what you hear from Travis Scott now is definitely from what he got from Kanye. Because when the decade started, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, that did pave the way for a lot of sounds you hear now. So yeah, I I probably say Travis Scott owes a lot of what he does now, a musically collective sound, towards like an album like that. You feel me? Then she said he's on the fucking label, so you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, Kanye, he produced some albums for, like I said, Nas and Pusha T. I, I think he um he had something to do with. So Common made this album back in like I don't know it was two thousand five. It's called B, or I think it's called B. It's like a whole album, and Kanye produced most of that shit as well. So yeah, that's one good example. 
I know a lot of artists out here can do I mean, that. It too. might be the one, you know. Um, yeah, I would say. Um, and another inspiration of producer, mm-hmm. I used to like Lil B in the pack. That's where I first seen Lil B from. See, a lot of niggas. Cause look, I was rocking bands. That's what I'm, see, that's the thing with that. So <laughs> I still do. <laughs> look, a lot of you niggas out here. I know a lot of you niggas. Y'all not gonna. You gonna act like you never was bumping the pack back in the day. You know you were. You know you were. You wasn't shit on Lil B. We was doing the pack. But still, he started venturing off and doing his own thing. You wanted to shit on him. My favorite out of the pack was Young L. He making the beat. Yeah. And hopping on it. Cause I, well, I don't want to say that was during the jerk movement, because that was a little bit that before. That was right after. Wait, the pack? No, no, no. No, no I think it was no, like, no, it was right before. Yeah, like slightly before. Because then, then they were rocking the baggy jeans. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, then like uh, New Boys came along, and you had fucking um, Cali Swag District. And then you had, uh, where was that? It was Octane and Odoo. I forgot what they called. Uh, were they part of the jerking movement, too? Teach me how to jerk. Teach me, teach me how to jerk. Teach me how to jerk. Well, teach me how to duck. No, that no. was, that's, that's something there. Cali, that's Cali Swag. I don't, Cali I don't Swag. think I ever heard the Teach Me How to Jerk song. It was, I know one of them named Octane and the other one, I forgot his name. But they were a group, hold on. Yeah, but, yeah, they came out with that Teach Me How to Jerk. Right after the jerk song. It was like the same time. Octane. Yeah, it was about the same time, but um, jerking, that put me on too because that showed me how to make beats that people can dance to. Yeah. And listening to Isis, that's a producer, a jerk producer, uh, and Young Sam is a uh, the jerk artist was where I got that Poppy Chulo from because he had said a bar about Poppy Chulo. That girls call me Poppy Chulo, thumbing her culo, man is a punto. Mm-hmm. So that's where I got the Poppy Chulo from. So it's a lot of inspiration, and I always try to incorporate it in my music. I feel you on that. Um, out of all your projects, which well. Cause I heard I had one song that I had I was bumping on my Spotify playlist. It's called Fast. Audio Push. That's what they name was. Audio Push. I forgot all about them. <laughs> what were you saying? You had one song on there. I was well, one song you. I think it was a single that you put out called Fast. I was bumping that shit a lot. Yes. That shit catchy, man. That is. I think that is the last one I put out. I was about to put out this song called I'm Finished, but Fast. I want to do. Uh, a TikTok to that actually. That's why I put that out. Yeah. Uh, I had came up with a little dance with my niece, but I just feel like that ain't my lane, you know, trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Trying to come up with dances and but my my niece said it, it's a creative way to get my music out there, so yeah. you know. I wanted to try something different. Now having a song on TikTok and sites like that does you get more plays. And then what people gonna be like in the comments, hey, what na- what's the name of that song? That's how they go click on your shit more and view it more. So tick yeah, TikTok does have See, a me, I'm I don't know why I do that, man. Like I'm afraid to be publicized, you know. 
like viral. It's pretty viral. Well, it does change people. I'm afraid like, of it, bro. I don't want to be viral. I just want to be heard. Well, that's that's good, but I don't know. Maybe that's maybe. Cause I know that would go to me. That wouldn't even that wouldn't even go to my head. It would go to the people around me head. You know, because mm-hmm. back then, bro, you know the dude that made the racks on racks on racks. Racks on racks on racks. Was it like YC or some shit like that? Yes. Yeah. My name is YC. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking phone calls I got that day that song came out. <laughs> they thinking that's me because I'm using auto tunes and stuff on my raps. And you hearing YC? YC? And I'm saying YC on my tracks. Yeah. So I'm getting phone calls. You got a song on the radio? You got a song on the radio? I'm at the bus stop about to go to work. What are y'all talking about? I got a bus. I got a song on the radio. I don't know. It just like that showed me like people reach out when they see you doing something or feel like you're doing something successful. Yeah. And that's what I would be afraid of, bro. So it just sounds like um, you want to be heard. You just don't want the fame that comes with it. I don't want the fame. That's why I made three mixtapes called Fuck Fame. Yeah. <laughs> shit, Migos, shit. Like Migos said, they really rich and famous. Fame is not for everybody, man. You won't. It's like once you get famous, you're not living a normal life. You know what I'm saying? Like now, you're. That's why I was talking earlier. I think one of my last episodes, I was just talking about how rappers start off wanting to be heard. As soon as they get a song that pop off and go viral, and they sign that contract for a record deal. Then they're making records underneath the records label. Now you're the label's puppet. Now they're not the same person. It happens to every person. Chance. You see Chance. You see how different he is now. You see how different Kanye is now. Shit, you see how different the baby is. The baby might think he's still with this hard-ass nigga that, you know, was like how he was with his mixtape days on Baby on Baby. He's still... Well, when he gets this popular commercial, you know, success now with the shit he has on the radio, he ain't the same nigga. The music is just different. The music is not well received no more. It's like, it's like what happened to the shit that I was bumping in the hood or rolling around. Now I'm hearing this shit all over clubs and TV shows. It's just not only one is it tiring is overplayed. To the point, yeah, you don't have to play the music anymore. Uh-uh. People, people gonna put the popular music on you. Yeah, cause that's what they're doing. Like, oh, you haven't heard that? Oh, oh, you haven't heard that? That's why I like people like you, Derek. That. Really invest their time and go research this music. Oh, yeah. You always pull up somebody that I see probably have like 2,000 views on a uh, video or they song. But you know that is a good song. I know Or it is. that is good content. Mm-hmm. See, people only look for the popular. Is this which is it's forced music. And the same music, the same song. That's just that's blaming it on the radio, man. Blaming it on the radio, blaming it on commercials, TVs you see. I used to be like that too. It's funny. I used to be like that back in the day. I was in high school, maybe like junior, sophomore high school. Nigga had the uh, small ass iPod, not the iPod Touch, the iPod Nano. I can't tell you how many songs I got from the radio or VH1, Top Twenty Video Countdown, all them shits, bro. I was I was like that. But like I said, I started hanging around more people where like they knew more about music from a different world than what the radio was and the more i hung out with them the more i listened to what they had to play now that shit wrote on me now like i said now i kind of glad we got like uh we always should 
on the artists that come from SoundCloud. We always shit on them. But little do you know, when they first make it on SoundCloud, they got songs and shit that they play that doesn't really, that you never heard about. It's different sounds, you know? So, like, sounds, shit like that, like Spotify and uh, SoundCloud, stream, streaming sites like that is a big way you can find music that you don't really hear on a regular daily basis. That's what I try to do. And I think that's just the best way. That, like, I got a playlist on Spotify, literally half of them, or maybe like 70% of them songs you will never hear on the radio. I think underground, underground music it just it's like it's like exuberating. It's a breath. It's a fresher breath air. True. It's not shoved down your throat. I won't get tired of listening like twenty times, or like I won't. You know what I'm saying? I won't get tired of listening to that motherfucker ten times in a day, because the original is different than anything else I listen to. For real. So. Yeah. I, I just like original music that I know it came from you, or I can tell that you, you took your time to make it different. Mm-hmm. Even if even if the beat is different, yeah, the beat is not a regular hip hop beat, and you doing something swaggy on there. I see the creativity, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm about, man. I just love to stay creative, and I love to see that in people. And I want, I always want to bring that to light because everybody has something creative. People will say that I'm not creative. Oh, I can't draw. Drawing is not creating. Your mind is creating. That's the most important part. What what you think about is creative. What they say about having a, a nice collective mind, shit like that. Why don't they make Hennessy squirt bottles, Gatorade squirt bottles? I don't know if you'll want a Hennessy squirt bottle, bro. That's a shot. It is. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're technically right. I don't know. That shit gonna burn. Why do like, everything gotta be glass? Cause everything is a glass. You got a glass wine bottle. You got a glass champagne bottle. Mm-hmm. You want to keep up? That's what people are trying to do. Shit, it's gonna get worse um, as the years go by. Yeah. Niggas gonna try to keep up, make these outlandish fucking inventions and shit, and then. They look all weird. It goes in one weird, weird uh, world or setting, I should say. Yeah, all I, all, all I do, what I want to do now, I figured it out. I said it on my last podcast. I want to come up with something new and creative. Yeah. Like, you want to be able to say, hey, this is mine. I didn't copy off of him. He didn't copy off of me. This is my own. It's like my homie used to say, you have two directions. You want to go to the right where everybody else is going, or you want to be the only nigga in the other uh, path doing it just you and only you. You separate yourself from everybody else. And I think that's just... And even, it don't even have to be music. It can be life. Do something on this side. What, I'm, what is inspiring me right now mm-hmm. is actually building. So welding. Yeah. And that's, that's... I don't know. I just feel like... You naturally building this yourself or creating something that you can use or you can sell potentially. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I'm looking at go karts. I always wanted a go kart, and I was like, I see people building go karts out of bike frames and all kind of other stuff. So YouTube, just watching this stuff inspires me to want to invest my time in learning welding. Yeah. 
trait that I can always use forever. I can use it to build my own damn house. That's true. But yeah, man, just always try to stay inspired, man. That's all I try to push on to people, man. Through you, bro. Through you. All right. So when we um, so I got well last the last episode I well the first episode I had. Had my homie come through, talk his shit, and then I tried to see he was gonna, you know, spit some some bars for the for the viewers. You down with that shit, bro? You go talk your shit on a beat or whatever you want to choose, bro. Uh, yeah, I say anything, you know. I I spit to a, a beat. Shit, act well, shit. You actually taught me how to make them two beats. If you want, you can spit off one of those. Let's spit off the beat. All right, bet. All right, so when we come back, my homie Lean is gonna spit some bars for you, motherfuckers. So stay tuned to that. We'll be right back on Moody's Points. Welcome back to Moody's Point. I am here with my guest, Yulene Chief. And now we're at the point where my homie about to kick some bars for you guys. So without further ado, Yulene Chief on the mic. Let's get it. Some of these niggas, hey, hey, now I bullshit on these niggas, they 
you, I see you, I see you. I feel you, I feel you. I usually never do this, but um, I'm not a rapper, I'm not a capper, I'm freestyling on the beat, that's a dapper, I don't fucking know how to rap, does it fucking matter, I'ma pull up in that bitch, nigga with a fucking fresh fucking sweater, nigga, uh, uh, yeah, I don't rap, I just try some, you know, <laughs> some shits and giggles, but thanks, uh, thank you for that nice ass bar. This has been another episode of Moody's Point. This is your boy Moody. Ooh. Oh, you turn it. Okay. This has been another episode of Moody's Point. My name is Moody. Moody, out.